Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to your Sunday night with Speed City. This is John Massengale. I am in the studio in Austin, Texas, and across from me is my friend Jonathan Green. Chile. It is cold. It's, Chile, Chile. It's not supposed to be cold in Austin. I know. What, what happened? And we're very oh, excited. No. Oh, man! That'll warm us up. <laughs> we, uh, we have a guest tonight with us, and he is... He's in the airport. <laughs> it's it's got a great connection, though. We got Adam Andretti with us. Hey, Adam, how are you, buddy? Hey, John, I'm doing well, and, and I, I'm giggling at you guys being Austin cold. You should be in Indy right now. Where are you, where are you headed, cold. big boy? Uh, to Colorado for some more cold. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm gonna uh, say that's gonna be cold. Yeah, well, we yeah, got to be with my lovely. My lovely wife Tabitha. Good so for you. Looking forward to getting back there. Yeah, I'll bet yeah, you. Adam, it's fifty-two degrees here. It's yeah, we're saying cold. it's cold. <laughs> we're pathetic. Yeah, it's it's like twenty-six and snowing here. It's half exactly. <laughs> now there is some method in our m- magic. We we have Adam on, you know, from time to time because he loves his MotoGP, uh, and obviously he's a Trans Am extraordinaire driver anyway. But. Um, we've got him on because he's our deep throat. He's our man on the ground at PRI. He basically hangs out in Indianapolis, so he pretty much knows the whole world there. And um, I, he told me he was going to PRI, which is the you know the the, the big racing convention each year in that Indianapolis. I've been to it, and it's great. So I'm I reckon he's been yeah. rubbing shoulders with all all of the the, the oi polloi, the all the good people <laughs> of motor racing in America, and I'm sure he's got some stories for us because Adam is not shy. <laughs> No, that's something I'm not. No, and then we, we definitely have stories. It, it was, it was a, it was a packed, jam full performance racing industry trade show, as it always is. Um, you know, it's, I think Gar Robinson always said it best. This is like auto racing's uh, Christmas party. Um, yeah. everyone gets to see each other <laughs> yeah. and and get their business done before the holidays. Puts a stop to everything. And uh, but no, it, it's it was a fantastic show with. Uh, with big announcements and, and, and all kinds of realms of motorsports. I mean, obviously the thing that probably took the headlines more than anything was Tony Stewart being a full-time top fuel NHRA, uh, drag racer next year and Leah yeah. Pruitt stepping down to start their family. And, um, there's a lot of excitement there, obviously, because Tony Stewart is now facing, uh, another piece of history for himself to grab. No one has ever grabbed an Indy car, NASCAR and NHRA championship. So, uh, wow. he'll get to do something and put himself on those, on those lists that he always loves to be on, right? With the uh, with the uh, people like my uncle Mario and and AJ Foyd and and the Unzers because he's he's such an eclectic driver and just as fast and everything. So um, congratulations to him and and Leah and and they're also not only that but they're starting their family and and then Trans Am had a big announcement with Tony Perella and and yeah, uh, yeah. and the acquisition there and. Um, a lot of talk about that, and Tony was in meetings for two days solid. And <laughs> what do you um, think about we, that? Tell us, had... tell us more. I've read up yeah. on it, but th- that that is an interesting story. It, it's fantastic. It's exactly what we needed in, in Trans Am is is to get the uh, the support, not only um, not only the partnership, but but the support that uh, financially is is great. But also the these are this is a group that knows sports. They know sporting events. They know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what to do to take this to the next level. And, and, and obviously, uh, Tony's done what he needed to do to put it on the radar map because he wasn't going and shopping, uh, for this deal. This, this deal came, uh, shopping from him as far as I understand. So, uh, this is super exciting for all of us involved in the series and, uh, competitors uh, and the fans and, um, you know, everyone, it's just going to be a, 
I, I you know, it's, it's, I kept saying, you know, if, if we think when we get to Sebring, we're going to see a totally new bouquet of flowers, we're fooling ourselves, right? This just happened. So um, we'll see a few rose petals, you know, busting through at the beginning. And, and then by mid season, we'll start to see the bouquet starting to form. And by the end of 24, I think you're going to see what the future of uh, Trans Am and, and, you know, the speed tour weekends, way that takes shape uh, moving forward. So it, it's really, really exciting for us, for sure. And, and Adam, let's just tell our audience, uh, basically what it is, is he's, sold, or he's, he's partnered up with, he's going to remain CEO of Perel Holdings, but now he's got in bed with Velocity uh, Investments. Velocity um, Capital, yeah. Yeah, who basically own a lot of, and, and have been involved in, like you say, a lot of different sports. They're a big player. They own play, uh, things like uh, soccer teams like Crystal Palace. Um, they've done the X Games. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, they are perfect for where Tony has taken the Speed Tour in the last 10 years. And both you and I uh, are very close to it, uh, given we both both work on it in, in, in a similar <laughs> capacity and a different capacity. Yeah. Adam obviously does co-commentary with me, um, but um, he also races in TA2. And I... Uh, the other story that, that caught my eye, uh, the, from Trans Am anyway, was there's more youngsters coming to coming at you, uh, uh, Adam. Yeah. They, how many more 15 yeah, year olds can they throw at you? It's unfair. You know, you know, Rafa Matos and I joke all the time. I said, I keep we keep getting a year older and they keep staying the same age. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it, it's 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 another 15, 16, 17 year old that that we have to beat. But uh, it, I, you know, it also um, gives us a great deal of pride because we get to be a part of these young careers and and help yeah. mold it and and we'll we'll see where it takes you know we know they're going places right especially what we're seeing in the talent that we've had come through the series the last couple of years and uh, Connor Zilich and and Brent Cruz just to name the two and yeah and there's more that 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 go deeper right that Evan Slater has shown mm-hmm. great promise and and uh, among others and so um it, it really gets you excited about the future of the sport for one that that this is that this is where it's headed and this is the kind of talent that's that's out there um the the other part is is uh you know just gets us feel deeper and you know we're already you know 15 20 cars can go win these trans am ta2 races on any given weekend and um and it's just getting deeper and deeper and deeper and and i think that that's kind of the pattern we're seeing here and that's what makes it uh probably some of the best door-to-door any kind of watching racing to watch you know anywhere in the world on on any given you know weekend yeah, and if the, if you don't follow Trans Am, um, and you're not you're not quite sure what we're what we're talking about, basically, uh, there's been a huge influx in the last three or four years uh, of young wannabe NASCAR, but uh, it doesn't matter. But in the terms of the two you mentioned, both were World Kart champions um, in Brent Cruz now. 15 and Connor Zilich now 17. Brent won the championship this year, the youngest ever Trans Am winner. And he's already got his card mm-hmm. marked for bigger things. He's part of the Toyota uh, racing development. And likewise, Connor Zilich is part of Chevrolet's um, hmm. future. So you're going to be sitting, I mean, just what like. What do they call the Chevrolet Young Driver Programming? Is there, it, I, I've not heard of that even. It, well, it's, it's, I don't know if it has a name like the TRD like has, yeah. but. Maybe I don't know, Adam. Do you know what they call? But it, 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 they have the bow tie kids. No, I don't, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you can tie a bow tie, I tell you what he did. Yeah, he, right. he he did himself yeah. no harm by winning when we did the street race around Chevrolet's headquarters, and he won in yeah, style, right. uh, and also came from the back. Um, so yeah, right, Connor Zilich. Right. But no. So what? So what's happened in Trans Am in the last few years is that these youngsters have come up. And instead of, you know, they've won the World Kart Championship, and instead of doing the normal, hey, let's go carry on in single-seaters, they've come to Trans Am. 
But now they're getting noticed by Denny Hamlin and by, uh, you know, uh, uh, Justin Marks and all these guys. And now they're getting contracts to say, hey, like Brent Cruz works at Toyota, uh, you know, just down the road in Mooresville, North Carolina, um, you know, and goes to the gym and does all, you know, he's part of the Toyota scene now. So he kind of rubbed shoulders with the NASCAR guys. And he's 15. Oh, absolutely. And. (laughs) Yeah, and and they set his schedule. You know, they're like, this is where you're going to race, and and these are the races you're going to do. And I mean, it's a great place to be. And and that's that's where I say, like, for people like Rafa and I, we can kind of keep them grounded and and let them understand that that's not normal. You know, that that's not what's offered to everybody. He was given that opportunity because he is that special kind of talent. But even with special talent, uh, it is just not that common to get the kind of uh, program that that he's involved with. So uh, he's very fortunate very blessed and that's that's another great thing about brent cruz um great great uh foundation great great faith and um great parents mm-hmm. uh gotten to know i gotten to know them a little bit throughout the year and uh last couple of years and and just really really good wholesome people and and that's um so you know the kid's gonna have the head on straight for for this ride that he's about to take because it's gonna be a wild one he's gonna have a lot of a lot of popularity i, I do believe he will be a household name and the sport will will make him that because he's uh, he is that special and um, you know so there's but yeah there's there's so much exciting stuff you know PRI had uh, it, it it is always such um it's gotten a lot more eclectic here you know over over the year since SEMA has gotten a, a hold of it right it, there's there seems to be a lot more tuner um, where it was strictly like a racing industry trade show and now that now there seems to be a, a pretty decent split of, of of tuner vehicles out there but still some some neat highlights, you know, they're obviously with the, with the esports and where it's heading, there was a huge simulation mm. room, um, just set up with Sims wall to wall and competitions going and Fanatec had a huge presence there among others. And, um, you know, everyone from just, uh, uh the mom, Paul, little startup sim programs all the way up to the, the biggest in the world were, were on the stage there, which was pretty special. And then electric vehicles, like I said, alternative stuff was, was a kind of a hot ticket there. I had a little bit of a, a personal thing that was really, really cool for me. And, um, and in 1991, my brother John secured the only win in his IndyCar career in, uh, in the Kart PPG IndyCar Championship down at Surfers Paradise in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, he, had a, he had his best year in IndyCar that year. Uh, he finished fifth at the Indianapolis 500. He also, um, they also, my family swept the podium at Milwaukee that year where Michael won, John was second and Mario right. was third. And that's oh, wow. the only time. What, what, I've happened. seen the picture. It, <laughs> it was in Andretti, that doco. All Andretti yeah. podium. That, that podium's yeah. in that all doco Andretti I told you. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's that really a cool yeah. picture. That, that, that's right. And so that race car, that race car was, was on display oh. in the Goodyear Hall. And cool. uh, so it, it, I was 12 years of age when, when that was all going down. So for, for me to, to get to kind of relive that. And, uh, I had my nephew Dylan, he, we're going to take him karting next year. And so I had him there on Thursday and, and to get him and walk him around Now he's 13. So he's right around the age I was Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> to walk him around the car and explain the things that, that I was picking up on when I was his age, uh, which was, was really, really a lot of fun, uh, to be able to do that. And, and then he had some he had some pretty neat neat stuff to to add to what he enjoyed about the show, but uh, a lot a lot of fun. But uh, the PRI had a lot to talk about, so uh, so I will get back to more. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, we do have to take a break, but we're going to talk Formula One tonight. We're going to talk IndyCar because there was some IndyCar headlines. I don't know if yeah, you there was. saw that. Yep. And we're going to talk about a GP. And again, like Adam just said, more PRI. Listen, here's Sunday night with Speed City. Back after these messages. 
live on YouTube, if you recall. So we got some uh, some folks watching on YouTube right now. Oh, yeah. Good point. Uh, right on. Yeah, hey, Don't Adam, forget Bufamonte as well. I, you said a bunch of tuners. Yeah, Bufamonte. Yeah, a bunch of tuners. I was thinking, I've, I've been uh, brainstorming about my own car. I've got an oh, old gosh. BMW 6-speed V8. And I want, I'm, I'm looking for the, uh, the supplemental electric drive to add to my BMW because it's, because it just doesn't have enough oomph. And I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> one of these tuners is going to have some of that stuff one of these days. And I keep, are you keep trying it. to do a deal? Adam, to get you a deal? No, well, I'm just saying if he's keep his eyes open because I know that there's all those, you tuners know, John, why, you know, PRI is every year. Why don't you show up? Next yeah. year? I know. Why do we do the show know, there next year? Well, and have Adam you know as our why guest. We don't show up there because by the time, every time be. PRI shows up, we just did Vegas. Austin, Mexico, Vegas. I mean, we're doing True. all, we literally, I mean, just got, got a, Caught our breath about a week ago, so uh-huh. that's why we don't do it every year. I I swear, every time we oh, go. Oh well. All right, coming I, back. I guess we'll always have an excuse. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It's not a good excuse. I'll come next year. I'm gonna come and hang out with you guys. There you go. Hi, this is Max Steppen, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio. Speed City. All right, we're going to talk a little Formula One right now because we're going to address this crazy story that came out of nowhere, turned into this huge thing, and then fizzled out all in what? A week. 72 hours? No, it was uh, less, less than, than a week. Yeah, it yeah. was less than a week. The, the story about the story that came out in this magazine, Business F1, F1. Mag- if you're on YouTube, you see it. And it was all about the possibility that Susie Wolf and her husband, Toto, we're, Share bed talk. Yeah, yeah. We're collaborating on things they shouldn't have because, you know, Susie Wolf is in FOM. And well, yeah, let's explain. She's married to Toto. Right. But she's right. also running the F1 Academy, yep. which means she's she's part of the FOM. And Toto, of course, is a team manager or team owner in yeah, Formula both. One, yep. part of FOM. So Any, Anyway, it was all about them sharing information that they shouldn't have. And I'm sure if, you, if you're if you following Formula 1, you had to follow this. It was like the only story going on this week. But it was pretty crazy because every single team came out with the identical message saying this did not happen. Because the story was saying that team principals were sharing information and and that the one of the teams themselves uh, found out about it and yeah. turned them in. Yeah. Well, all of the teams said, said no. we did not do that. So, so it's really a story of a wolf in sheep's clothing, but there is no sheep, <laughs> right? Exactly. Just wolves. Just exactly. wolves. Just wolves. Two wolves. They, so, might have had, they might have been in a wolf. They might have been in a wolf sweater. I could be. It could have been yes, in a wool, wool, wolf sweater. Yeah. But yeah, it, it was. Uh, you know, Jonathan, you you and I were talking about it a little bit. It was like Mohammed bin Salam is kind of. He's kind of had a bad year. You know, he's had a few things, and, and this kind of... I mean, to say, yeah, in the position he's in, he should quietly sit at the top of the greatest sport in the world and, and, and you know, be on a big on a big velvet, you know... And just enjoy it. And, and just quit. enjoy it and eat eat apples and say, show me show me Formula E and, hey, I want to see the latest MotoGP. You know, that's what he should be doing, but instead he's getting... Yeah, he's you getting know, because at the beginning a lot of, of controversy. Year, beginning of the year, he he called the $20 billion offer from the Saudi Arabian government uh, undervalued. Undervalued. Or, yeah. or overvalued, actually. Yes. He was saying it was overvalued. And then he came out and apparently said something that could have been taken as misogynistic. Oh, that's and, right. Yeah, about then, women. Uh, well, yeah. that was it was a quote about women. Yeah. and From and 10 then, years ago. But and, anyway. And we don't know if he had any involvement in this or not, but it kind of felt like it was... Mm. But anyway, so... Uh, it just was the, the the bottom line is that the story the FIA came out and said 
that we're going to investigate this. And then what? 36 hours later, they said, no, they're there. Never mind. We're not going to investigate this. But (laughs) Mercedes and the Wolfs apparently are still having legal discussions about this. Like maybe they're going to sue somebody about it, whether they're going to sue, you know, the FIA or are they going to sue maybe the magazine? Who knows what they're going to do? I have no idea because they're talking about the journalists. The Wolves of Wall Street. Yes, exactly. I'm not supposed to be answering all these questions. <laughs> no, you're not. Adam, have you heard anything with on the grapevine in the PRI world? No. I bet. <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't. I mean, the, the, the closest I got to anything that, that Susie Wolf was involved with was Williams had a uh, had a um, display car, you know, Formula One car there at the show. But that was as Fair close <laughs> as anything, any talk about Susie or Total Wolf or you know, at, at PRI, honestly, like like Formula One is is the furthest thing from anyone's yeah, mind. It, it's yeah. it's crazy. It's a uh, well, you know, unless, a lot of short unless, track unless the word Andretti racing. is mentioned. Yeah. Any anybody yeah, talking I mean, about know, that? The Andretti Global, yeah, no, it's 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 definitely a popular topic. Uh, it's it's uh, it's something we joke about in the family. You know, you don't you don't really walk six feet within the racing community without being asked uh, something <laughs> yeah. about it or or being told a comment or even better yet, you know, the fans are so supportive of it. That's, that's the mm. biggest thing is, uh, you know, not, not one person has come up to me and said, and, and has been on the side of, of the teams or, or, you know, anyone holding us back from, from being a part of this. And that's, yeah. that's what's so special. Everyone sees the value that we can bring other than the people that are involved, that we need to see that value that we, that we need them to understand that there's a value there. It's not just the legacy product that we're bringing here we're bringing uh a lot more than that and especially i think with uh with cadillac and general motors showing a commitment towards um the manufacturing of a power unit and bringing an extra power unit to the grid uh that only that only helps i mean that that can't that that can't hurt anyone and 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 you know what a blessing it is to have the support that general motors is because they said they will do it with no one else other than andretti global and to have that kind of statement um, from them is, is a powerful statement. And, and I know it's one that, that Michael's taken and his partners are taking extremely seriously and, and they're fighting. And I, I know one thing about my cousin, Michael is, uh, he really doesn't lose, you know, his, his <laughs> he was the one that coined the phrase when, uh, and I've never heard it before him. Um, you know, and I'm not saying it was him 100%, but he was the first person I ever heard say that second place is the first loser. Mm. Huh. Yeah, I mean, the, the, me and John have been saying, not when we're talking about you, but but we were talking about how well Michael has played this like a drum, like a like a guitar. Well, well, I mean, the, the the way that announcement came out at Vegas that 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 you know that they would not partner with anybody else uh, unless it was Andretti. I, we just we all smiled and went, yeah. "Oh, that's smart." You know, and Jonathan, I got to give you a bunch of credit because when this story first broke. I was like, oh, my God, they, how could they possibly so, say no to Mario and Michael and the Andrettis? Mm. And, and, we, and you know, we were just excited. And then this story started coming out of Europe going, mm-hmm. hang on there. Hold up there, cowboy. Let's see. Let's see. We'll, uh, we'll take Adelaide. And, 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 then, <laughs> yeah. and then what they what – they, what, you know, you kept saying – you've said this multiple times back. You kept saying, you know what? They're scared. They are. And you know what? They I kind of got sucked into what they were saying – and, and no, of course, they're, they're Michael scared. just did exactly what Michael's going to do. It's yeah. like, okay, you want some more? How about Cadillac? Oh, you want more? How about an engine manu- uh, uh, power unit manufacturer? You have, know? You, have you got that Ganassi quote? Because I'd love, I'd love Adam to play. Oh, yeah. That. You know, we do let's, have Let's that. play Casey, Adam that because he'll laugh his cottons off. Yeah, we've, we've got this quote. Casey's going to queue it up. It was. You know, you know, last week they had the yeah, EPAR trade uh, conferences. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah, every, right. every, everybody and his mother was interviewed, including Richard Petty and, you know, every every sort of uh, my, uh, Tony Perella and, and um, you know. Oh, no, I know. It's a huge deal. It's great, right? yeah. Anyway, uh, Ganassi this, was interviewed. This trip right there. Ganassi yeah. was interviewed, and I picked up on it because he, he was asked bluntly, you know, hey, yeah. have you ever thought of Formula following Haas and, and Andretti into into uh, into Formula One? Oh, yeah, I, I like to hear this. All right, here we go. Yeah, I, I uh, every time I have that urge to, to, to go into Formula One, I usually go lay down until that urge goes away. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't. You know, maybe if it was 20 years ago, uh, maybe a different story if I was 20 years younger. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I still view Formula One as, uh, you know, a, a, a series that wants everything. Uh, they want everything that America has to offer commercially, but uh, they don't really want any American teams over there. So, uh, right. I, I, you know, good for them, I guess. However, they want to run their business is fine, but. You know, I, I think uh, I, I just wish they'd improve their racing there a little bit, you know, like, the, you know, everything, everything is so, so great about Formula One, the, 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 the technology and the venues and the teams and the personnel and everything. But boy, the on track is could use some work. I think the on track uh, competition, you know, yeah. <laughs> what do you think? You know, I, I can't disagree with Chip. Um, yep. You know, but here's the th here's the thing: the big difference between there's a lot of differences between um, Chip and Michael. But as far as the desire to go to Formula One is, Chip never went over there and and, ha and never had unfinished business. And and my cousin Michael's got some unfinished business. He he he's uh, been very successful as a car owner, and he was extremely successful as a driver. Now, arguably. I I would say that his success as an owner is exceeding even what he did as a driver, and and it's put more of a stamp on his legacy. Um, you know, because let's face it, no, none of us, and maybe nobody in history will ever do what what our what his father, my uncle, did. Yeah. And and so to 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 fool ourselves to think that any of us are going to do it is, is crazy. So Michael. Uh, embarked on this challenge on his own and, and is completely separate from what anyone else in the family had ever done. So, you know, a, a ton of respect for him. And I know that he is, that he is sharp. And, and, and I also know that he is driven to, to get this done and to be a part of this, um, this series and, and to take it to him. He doesn't want to just put a, put a place on the grid. He wants to take it to him and, um, so he's been very vocal about that. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I don't know, I, I may be praying, prying too much here, but I, I, having met Michael, having known Mario, I, I get the feeling that Michael kind of wants to give this to Mario as a thank you um, and as a sort of, hey, you know, you know, you, it's full circle for Mario because he started off in Italy, he became a Formula One hero, he brought America to Formula One effectively and was, led the flag. And, and to see him, I mean, my, my, my sort of thought would be, um, Michael would be so proud to see Mario at Monza kind of mm. completing the picture. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. There's, there's tons of motivations. And, and certainly that, that's definitely not, not one that, that isn't, uh, you know, put on the shelf. I mean, there, there certainly is that, you know, you want, I think we all want our dads to be proud of us yes, and, exactly. and to be excited and to be excited about what we're doing. And I know you do Jonathan green here. Your dad's your biggest fan. And, <laughs> and, and I love, he's got, I, I yeah, love he's retired. He's got that, nothing better know? to do. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> but nonetheless, it's a, uh, so yeah, no, that's, that's definitely a, a strong observation, uh, but at the same time, 
um you know my my uncle mario is really proud of of his entire family and yeah, yeah. and everyone it shows, yeah. and what we're doing he, he even said you were a good commentator the other, the other day yeah he he, <laughs> he he said you know there's uh and and we 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 all joke and laugh about the same thing i said i'm gonna fill this window that i have for driving you know for as long as i can you know because it's a limited window but i can talk until i'm dead so uh, so <laughs> welcome we aboard <laughs> Uh, you know, last year's PRI yeah. was where Michael looked at the camera after right. all of the discussion, and he just said something to the effect, and I can't find the clip. It's there buried in our archive somewhere. Oh, I've got, we got we replayed it, I think. Uh, we have. We played it several times, but I couldn't find it tonight. Anyway, I'll find it. I'll find it. He's, he looked at the camera and said, I don't give up. That's right. He, I remember distinctly. I do not that, give up. And, no. I was, and almost like sent a shiver down your spine. You're yeah, like, yeah. he is not going to give up. I no, mean, he's he, not. Yeah, so uh, no, he's he's as he's as tenacious as they come. Like, I mean, even when we're playing around, you go out at the lake. It's <laughs> it's like it's so funny. We were, I was up at the lake and I was out in the paddle boat, you know, and just taking my nephew out. We're going to look at the bald eagles, you know, being all peaceful. And I come back and Marco's laughing. He goes, "You're so lucky, Dad's not here right now. He'd have gone around on a jet ski and just dunked your guys as a." You know, could dunk you guys in the lake, and you know, because that's what that's what he does. He just he just loves to, he just loves to you know be on top. He he loves to just be king of the mountain, and and um, and we love him for it. He's always been driven like that, and it's always been that that's always been his personality, and um, and it's what made him extremely successful behind the wheel. And let's face it, this is what made him extremely successful at the business he's in of of a team owner, and he knows what his drivers need because he's been there. Uh, he knows, he knows what his partners need because he's been there and, and the politics, when you talk about that, Jonathan and John, the mm. politics, you got to remember he, he grew up in it. Yeah. You know, he, he got to, he got to just be a, a fly on the wall Yeah, watching arguably the master of it all. His father handle those politics. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's a good point. You know, By the way, Chip you... Ganassi was saying about if I were 20 years younger, yeah. I was I just curious. I was thinking, yeah, he does. He is. You know, I was thinking about Michael. I thought, oh, Michael's a lot younger, but Michael's not that much younger than Chip. I, I just looked at him and thought no, they were 10 or 15 years. No, they're the same age. Yeah, but they're about the same no, they're, age. They're, Michael yeah. just seems yeah. young. and He does, yeah. yeah. You know. By the way, if you want to see what how Michael ticks, uh, great. Uh, you found this on YouTube the other day. Bloomberg yeah. uh, did a great little documentary, and, I, and I've sent it to Adam, and I'm sure he's going to – oh, you had a look at it, I think. Um, but I did. To, yeah, uh, good, I yeah. It was but don't well you think that's a good in, insight into, into how Michael thinks? Oh, 100 percent. No, it's it it, it. it was real. It was at, we were there that day at his house. It was um, that was filmed the Wednesday before the Indianapolis 500 this year. <laughs> and uh, he always has a, he always has the family over. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that was that was all part of that, that that whole deal. And um, so he was in his zone. Right. He was in his comfort place. Right. He was in his home. So. If anyone wanted to ever see the real Michael Andretti, it's, it. it's sitting right there. But I mean, you see him real all the time. He yeah. Wears, he, he, you know, that's one thing I can always take pride in my family, uh, among so many other things. But uh, who we are, who you see, is who we are. Uh, where there's there's no there's no facade. Uh, it's 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 the same people that that um that are that are there competing and gracing the screens around America all these years the same people in the private private home so Good. um so yeah what you see is what you get but uh but yeah it was it was um it, it's exciting times uh for us all and and we're just we just keep praying that uh that we keep being graced with progress on it Adam I was at Las Vegas and I was in the paddock and everybody was standing around it was right by the front 
where the uh, the gates are, and everybody's standing around waiting for all the celebrities and all the drivers and everybody else to come in. And I was just kind of wandering through, just enjoying the moment. And I looked up and I saw my celebrities because I looked over and saw all these guys in white shirts that said GM Cadillac. <laughs> and I rushed over and I was so excited to talk to them. And uh, they, they obviously weren't ready to come on the radio or come and talk about all this. But I sat there and talked to this, my celebrities for a few minutes, talked about CTSVs and everything else with the Cadillac guys. And, and um, they said that they'd be ready to talk sooner than later. So, of course, they were very... Mom about I'm excited all, for them. I oh, think it's yeah. Can be you great. imagine being on that team, right? Mm. That'd be oh, crazy. Awesome. All right, guys, let's oh, get a quick yeah. break in. And uh, when we come back, I want to talk some IndyCar, too. I want to squeeze that in, too. Yep. You're listening to Sunday Night. And with MotoGP. S- yes, both. Sunday Night with Speed City, back after this. All right, we're still live on YouTube. Uh, let's see. What's Andy P., what did he say here? Uh, and he's talking about the uh, FIA thing. He says, and the worst part of it deepened the rift between FIA and F1. Yep. And it probably hurts the Andretti bid, although no fault of theirs. Hadn't thought about this. Very frustrating that you want to see this happen. Uh, what do you think about that, Adam? Do you think that that little, you know, this, the, the rift between the FIA and F1 that could be growing, you think that would affect the Andretti thing at all? Um, I mean, you never know. This is, this is Formula One politics. Uh, it's some of the it's some of the wildest, most unpredictable, especially from the outside. And and truly, I am an outsider. Like I, I purposely, because of the sensitivity of the subject, I purposely keep myself away from a lot of the conversations that that are going on uh, about Andretti Global. So, um, you know, I I share. I honestly share the things I read because I will literally read every single release that they put out. Yeah. Um, so even more so than maybe the public might read and inform themselves on. So I know that I know what I can and cannot say. If they've already said it, then I can feel pretty confident saying it myself. So, um, and, and I've tried to make sure that I've done that because it's, it, there's so much information and, um, we are such a tight knit family that, you know, we, we do tend to share with each other because we can help each other. Mm. And um, so, but with this being as highly sensitive as it's been and the, the highly intelligent people that are involved that, um, you know, I, I just really have, have on, on purpose kind of made sure that I, I'm, I've got the least amount of information as possible. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Stay out of the, you know, it's not your thing to, to deal with, so I no. don't blame you. No, it's like I said, it's every six feet you get asked. And honestly, if you got really good news, but it wants, it's not supposed to be known yet. You want to share it, you yeah. know, because the the fans are excited. The the everyone is excited. They want this. They're rooting for this. So, all right, here we go. Coming back. Hi, this is Jay Leno from JayLenoGarage.com, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, coming up, we are going to talk about a story that involves MotoGP and Formula One, and maybe on the same weekend. So we'll talk about that. But, ah. about, but I want to talk about this IndyCar story, that IndyCar has made the decision to delay the introduction of its energy recovery system. This is not a good story for Indy. No, and, and if you follow social media, the sky is falling. All the Indy people well, are saying, yeah. oh, you know. But, I, I mean, obviously it is not good. But I think some rational thoughts have said, okay, let, if it's not right, let's don't release it early because that's way worse 
than having it late. Well, it was interesting because Mark Miles was one of those people interviewed on the EPAR trade uh, conference, and he was, you know, hey, really excited. And same same for Chip Ganassi, really excited about the hybrid era. It's it's, it's going to be, you know, it's going to... It's going to be great for Indy and all this sort of. So everybody talking it up positively, and now but Honda. Uh, well, uh, yeah, uh, but now, yeah, it's looking as though it's certainly not going to be until. Well, it won't be at uh, at um, St. Pete. We don't think. They're saying after the Indy Five Hundred is what they're saying. Right, which is which is a bit of a disaster, to be honest. To yeah. be honest, that's June next year. So they were hoping to bring it in in March. Now we're back to June. Yeah. So Adam, have you followed this at all? Yeah, yeah, I have. I mean, obviously that was um that was certainly part of the topic and and there there's just been there's just been challenges on 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 energy storing and 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 then also on the output on on getting the output that they wanted and that they were that they were shooting for. So, um on top of it all packaging. Packaging's an issue, right? This you got to remember this chassis was designed back in 2000. It was released Designed in 2011, released in 2012, so, and yeah. so and back in 2012, no one was thinking that IndyCar was it was going to go hybrid. So I think what what honestly, um, you know, they're they're trying to you know you know put that proverbial five pounds into a ten pound bag, or ten <laughs> pounds into a five pound bag. Yeah. Excuse me. So um, you know, and and I think that's that's posing probably some of the biggest challenges. So. Uh, I think I, I'm pretty positive that Delara's been in the works on on their new on a new chassis on on developing something new for, and that would house all that. You know, when when you stand next, like I, you know, I don't get my opportunity to be around a lot of Formula One, you know, Formula One cars, and I haven't really been around modern one in in, in probably like three or four years, and I forget how freaking big those things yeah, they are. are they're huge. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! And, and then I started looking it up, and one of the fun stats that I found. The Mercedes Formula One car is the largest vehicle they build, wheelbase and nose to tail. <laughs> that's wow. that's they saying build, something. They don't build another vehicle that wide, that long, and 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 from tip to tail and wheelbase wise. That's wild. And, Which is and one track reason why they're and, going the other direction in the in twenty twenty six. Yeah. So. And shortening everything up. Yeah, I, I, all dimensions really less. You know, yeah. uh, length. Width. I'm planning to do the same myself in 2026 <laughs> over the holidays. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, aren't we all? You know, you get, you get, you get to the you get to our age, and it, it's more work. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What about the other story about Honda uh, weighing up IndyCar exit? I thought that was a big headline too. Um, yeah, talking about it, the cost it, of Indy. It is. Yeah, that that would be that would be painful. Um, I don't think anyone Huge. wants to see that, and I hope I, I honestly hope Honda doesn't want to see that. I think Honda's enjoyed so much success um with indianapolis motor speedway with indycar uh they've been such a i mean there's been such a dynamic partnership between the two and 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 i mean since day one and through all the downs and and now this huge up that they're on i mean it's a big upswing for the sport the sport is doing it's so healthy uh i would i would really really hate to see um honda's departure you know from here and 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 when you think about it it's and you look at all the money they're going to throw at MotoGP to get that program in order. Maybe that's why they're thinking about pulling out of <laughs> well, IndyCar. And Formula One, because they've got, they got a new partner Formula in Formula One. One, you know? That's right. That's right. Yeah, you got to say that, that Honda, if they look back, that this has been a great investment, their motorsport mm. involvement over oh, the years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know that Since probably the their 60s. Well, probably their biggest uh, 
mistake was the formula. How long it took them to get it right in Formula One? Then all of a sudden they got it really right. Yeah, or in this, in this or, or last putting, putting Alonso at the wheel of one of their cars <laughs> and putting him with the radio. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and and that I mean that's the thing. Like Honda's kind of always been that way. It, it's taken them some time to develop it. And, and this is going back to the '60s when they first got into sport. They didn't. Yeah come out and like just just make the name for themselves it took them a minute and then they figured it out and um you know the only time they really came out of the gate just just ripping was was in the 80s with mclaren yeah and uh and they and they've been trying to capture that lightning in a bottle ever since and everyone thinks that they can and every time they come back to the sport oh my gosh it's going to be the same thing and no it it takes time you know that that those are rarities that things like that happen uh what happened in the 80s it's a perfect marriage of car designer engine power and driver and and when you get those three that mix together it becomes an unstoppable package so um you know it, it's it's uh to give them time every time honda and i mean you, you don't need to look also any further than bar right they turned that into yeah. a winning organization sell it to ross braun and he turns into a, it's a world championship team the next year so um yeah they know what they're doing they know what they're doing that's why it would be such a painful departure i i, I pray that that's not that that's not the case that they stay with it and that they see the value and still want to be a part of indycar in the series because it, it, it is an amazing ride that they're on and and me as a fan of honda motor company and, and know what they're what they pulled off at hpd um yeah i i want to see them push on yeah uh, what were you I say, just John? noticed that uh, I thought somebody on YouTube made a good comment, Andy P, of course. Uh, the real negative with IndyCar is that they look like they're standing still on technology compared to other series. And, and that is yeah, a, MSA a good beat point. to hybrid. Think about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And you, uh, know, you just think about the normal hierarchy of things. But, and... you know, Indy's never been about cutting-edge technology. It never has been. It's been about great racing and, and, and great great series. You know. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I mean, I think well, the relevance. You know, at one time it was the technology because that's what all the Indy 500 was about. It was about yeah, seeing true, who, true, who yeah. could bring the best of, of what was there. And um, No, I, I can't disagree. You know, uh, when, I, when I just spoke about that car being released in 2012, I, it just hit me that next year is 2024 and this wow. is the 12th year. Yeah, that's a uh, long With this car. design. So, yeah. Uh, there's, I mean, in, in TA2, we don't go that long. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> without, without a redesign. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, I, I can't disagree with that statement. Um, but you know, at the same time, if, um, we, we gotta, we gotta keep pushing with our partners to, to grow it. I mean, if I had it my way, you know, again, it probably wouldn't be realistic, but if I had it my way, I would turn Indianapolis Motor Speedway into that proving ground again. You know, I, yeah, I would make it a track. deal where the factories. Well, it's all about alternative fuels now, right? We're all trying to chase the the cleanest uh, way to transport ourselves, and why not make that the open rule there? That and you, whatever propulsion you want to use, it's whoever does the 500 miles best. And let's see who. Let's see really who is the most efficient over 500 miles because no one's really telling us that, right? Like yeah, all point. we're hearing is. You know, and, and and that's what the Indianapolis Motor Speedway was built for was to tell the yeah. consumer, yeah, yeah, this is the, the a diesel does a diesel can do this. Oh wait, yeah, a jet engine can be put <laughs> in a car. You know, I mean, it got pretty extreme. Let's let's admit, but um, if you you know kind of put a looser box around the rules, um, you know, make it to where all four tires have to stay on the ground all the time, and <laughs> and make it certain width and height and and length and things like that. And, and you got to make it 500 miles and let's see who gets there first. You would have every manufacturer in the world building something for that race. I, yeah. I 100% yeah, think, I, I think you're onto something there. 
and um and but um i don't know how feasible that is right the logistics of it and it sounds great on paper but the reality may not may not be all that sexy yeah I, I like no i like the way i, thinking, I think though. everybody listening and watching right now just was going heck yeah let's do that yeah, yeah. Well, it reminds me of <laughs> reminds me of weck you know back 10 years ago when you had all these hybrids diesel yeah. hybrids flywheel hybrids yeah. all that wait a minute breaking news from thailand okay i read Uh-oh. honda may go to nascar and Whoa. that's that, that's um our man T and W living did you in read that in business. <laughs> I did not. I I got it from a reliable source. My buddy, who's, who, whose house I'm going to stay at when I go to Thailand. <laughs> no, and, and, I mean, and and that's the, that's a possible viable option. The only problem is, you know, Honda um, doesn't make uh, a NASCAR engine right now. I don't, I, and I haven't heard of anything being in development. Not that I know everything going on behind the doors of of, of HPD, but. Um, that'd be a pretty hard thing to keep quiet in that community. And, <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know, that's, uh, it's if you didn't hear it at PRI, Telegram. it didn't happen. <laughs> well, and it's also the Mooresville telegram in, in Mooresville, North Carolina. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's, uh, because you're, you're not going to go build a NASCAR engine without hiring people. And, nope. and that are already in NASCAR. And, and those people are going to talk to their friends and, and, and that's how the word gets out. You know, quite honestly, that's, that's that how all that kind of stuff starts. And, and I haven't heard anything like that now. I could be seriously wrong, but um, but it, it it would be a heck of an undertaking. And then you want to talk about spending money. If if they're worried about the cost of something and getting return on the dollar, um, that you're going to spend the money in NASCAR, that's for sure. Hey, so Honda does have currently in 2023 a V8 engine that you can buy. What what's that? Yeah. If you have a boat. Ah, oh, <laughs> nice work. If you have a boat. If you have a boat. They have they have a marine out, engine. It's a V8 outboard called the BF350. It's a five-liter V8. That sounds about right for NASCAR, right? Making It's only 350 yeah, horsepower. Yeah, it's only 350, it but that's, you know, that's the stock trim. So they've got a, they've got a foundation to build from. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, let's face it, the way NASCAR's choking down engines, you don't have to get much more than that nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really Hey, neat. we got to we got to talk cuz hey, times were even, you know, that's trouble. An hour goes real quick with an Andretti. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. Uh, what do you? Well, I you know apologize what? for that. Yeah. Let's get our last break in. It's actually a really quick one. So and let's then we do can go MotoGP. And then we'll do MotoGP. Right. Back after this. Sounds good. I was trying to think of what was the last Honda V8. I figured it'd probably be IndyCar or something because they haven't put one in a road car. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know ever maybe, but um, <laughs> anyway, I just googled it. And that no. Came That's yeah. Funny. No, I don't know them. I don't know them having uh, any other V8 other than the IndyCar. Now that was a push rod. Yeah, V8. So, it, but it was a much smaller displacement and, and totally different technology than what you would than you're allowed to take the NASCAR. Like, you're not allowed to have most of the stuff that they put inside that engine in the, in the <laughs> Honda IndyCar engine. I mean, it's the lightweight parts and the the Inconel and all that. You know, you're not you're just not allowed. It. Okay, so, I'm, I'm totally um, geeking out on this this thing. It's it says Honda uh, Mustang fans will be happy. It's a 302. It's a 302 V8 in this outboard. <laughs> that's pretty cool actually they copied that right they yeah. had to have copied that engine you yeah. know and that's funny they they are brilliant at that and that's what i always say takes them a little bit of time in formula one especially is you have to be you have to be creative all right coming back so and and, and... yeah it's true <clears throat> Hi, this is Mario Andretti, and this is Speed City. 
Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. It's an Andretti bringing back an Andretti. That's okay. weird. <laughs> have we got, have we got an endorsement from you, Andretti? We need to get one. We, uh, we, we probably... Yeah, I don't know if you have one. You get an endorsement every time I'm on the show. Okay. Oh, we don't have one. Well, right. well, we'll I'll get you on that one then. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll whip out your right. iPhone when you when you hang up and just record one for us. <laughs> All right, you so you got it. We teased Formula One and MotoGP together on the same day. Jonathan, will yeah. it happen? Will it? I. Well, there's definitely been some discussions on this. Uh, I'd buy a ticket to that. Uh, yeah. Um. The idea being that you know you could create one hell of a show of a weekend. Forget the sprint races. Um. But it would have to be a certain type of track. Um, but it could be, in other words, that would be able to catch, you know, sort of like, yeah. like Indianapolis road course. You'd have to have something to catch the riders as they skip off into the gravel. Well, I, I know of a track very close by that handles MotoGP and, and, Formula, and Formula One, one. And just fine. Uh, yeah, in Austin, <laughs> Texas. So here's, here's, the big, here's the big logistical issue that I don't know if you guys are even considering. How do you paddock all this? Because yeah. these are the fanciest racers in the world that need the fanciest paddocks in the world. <laughs> That's true. And, That's true. And as, far, and as far as I know, these paddocks are are, are stuck full uh, when are. these events are by themselves at, true. At, at Circuit of the Americas. So I think logistically that would be a huge challenge. The other thing is, seriously, Formula One teams are all of a sudden going to share money with somebody <laughs> I mean, and, and be okay with this? I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah, this good point. This doesn't even seem right. So, uh, no, I, I, I yeah, they won't even let an eleven team and, in. <laughs> yeah, and 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 like and like you said, I, I would buy a ticket to it if I could afford a ticket. To yeah, that show, yeah, that's going to be one spicy show, and they're going to put one spicy price tag on it. I would imagine if that would have come through. Well, Jonathan, yeah. talk about where this all came from. From yes, Spain. so yeah, so the idea being that, um, in fact, it's been mooted as as a possibility for Madrid. Madrid want to get a Formula One race, and of course, Barcelona has been the home of Formula One and MotoGP for the last twenty years or so, and a great mm-hmm. venue it is. Um, they had a yep. kind of street race for Formula One in Valencia, uh, but now Madrid is getting in on the act. And as you know, if you're a bike fan, that Spain is the home. It's where Dorna are based, but they're the home of motorcycle racing fans, um, if you like. And Britain's not far off after them. Um, but then there's, you know, so many other countries, too. So yeah, there's a lot of crossover, put it that way. And like you said, though, it's a logistic nightmare um, but they've been talking about it. And I also think there's been rumors that Liberty Media may have been looking at MotoGP as an asset, possibly. Oh, yes. I have heard that. I don't know where I heard that. I have, you heard that, too? I have as well. Yeah, I, I definitely have. And and um, and I think there's some actually strength behind that rumor. You, you see how uh, it's kind of you almost feel like uh, um, Carmelo there is is almost like a Bernie Ecclestone at age and, and and where he's grown the sport too and and it just seems like a, an exit strategy like a perfect exit time exit strategy time for me mm-hmm. for that guy and and enjoy the fruits of the labor and um, Liberty has done such an amazing job with Formula One and and as you know Jonathan Green Dorn has been chasing that right I mean yeah. they they called you yeah. in for a meeting to yeah. say how can we get how can we get it better yeah. how can we get what so you know, you know firsthand that yeah, that they they're struggling. That, in, they're struggling in the and, states. Yeah, I and, mean, and, and well, and they and and they can't find that that niche. And and I think what what's really exciting for America, because this is the only global motorsport that Americans have dominated over a period of time. Like yeah. they they ran the '80s and the '90s into the early 2000s. Was it was dominated by 
the red, white, and blue. And I tell you what, one of the most dominating forces we have in American motorsports right now, Trackhouse MotoGP. I can't tell you, Jonathan yeah. Green. I did a, I did a backflip. You were my first text message. I know. I, I, <laughs> are you reading this? And you're like, yeah, I'm reading this. And um, you well, know, tell, and, tell and the fans what it's about because it's a great story. Because it also. Justin Marks, head of Trackhouse, also races in Trans Am. So we we spend a lot of weekends with that with that cat. We do, we do, and and I like you went hunting down his phone number so I could get a <laughs> hold of him and, and just just to send him a congratulations and yeah. let him know that there's motorcycle people in his corner right over here and and, and closer than he may have thought. But um, yeah, so this is going to be an Aprilia operation. He uh, uh, since RNF dissolved, he took the, they took the open spot on the grid, you know, because mm-hmm. there was an open place on the grid for for a team. So it's not like they took RNF spot. So they took the open spot on the grid, but then RNF dissolved. Mm. And through RNF Aprilia dissolving, uh, he went ahead and signed up their riders, which I believe would have also been contracted through Aprilia. Yeah. Which will be the bikes that that he is going to be representing through Trackhouse MotoGP. And, and it's a winning bike. Um, it's a winning bike. It, it's it's super fast and and if if they can, I think if they can, it would be really cool if they could pull off getting them on the 24 bikes you know if if all four if they got four riders of that Mm. quality on the 2024 bike i think they can get um you know i think they can definitely get to the pointy end of the grid consistently like they need to be plus as you well know jonathan green and 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 as i love to boast about the man uh justin marks is just a great human being and and he treats people right and he builds great teams around him and he he will have the right partners for this operation they will have the right funding um, you know, they will not have poor management. They will not be working with old motorcycle parts. They will be, uh, they will be a top, top threat on the grid. He, again, um, like I was saying, like my cousin, Michael, he's not there to put a, just to put a, a fill awesome. space on the grid. Yeah. He's there to, to get that white, red, white, and blue up on the top. And, and, um, and I joked with him. I was like, cause you know, he missed a couple of races with us this summer <laughs> right. cause he, he was in Spain. And he always had something, you know, going on that you didn't want to ask more questions about. You know, oh, it's our anniversary, and you know, we wanted to go to Spain, and uh-huh. so I ah. us, and now I know, now I know why you were in Spain so much here, uh, you know, over the summer. But you know, he's again, uh, the, what the man does behind the scenes um, for just humanity is is pretty special. So uh, yeah, he's quite an entrepreneur. The, yeah, to see him on the global stage like this is is well earned, and and. Uh, we should all, all MotoGP fans should just jump up and down and really get behind this Trackhouse MotoGP. Buy their apparel, get your stuff on, you know, uh, let them know through social media uh, how much you love what they're doing because that's the kind of energy they need to go out there and just uh, bring Americans back to the top on that sport. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know the name Justin Marks, Justin Marks uh, owns and runs a Trackhouse NASCAR team. He runs it with Pitbull. Uh, the the rapper, and uh, so it's a famous name already. Um, he's had a program over the last couple of years to run uh, sort of celebrities in NASCAR. He's had Jensen Button, he's had Kimi Raikkonen, um, and offering up these guys a chance to, um, you know, cool to run. To watch, yeah. And more importantly, he had Shane Van Gisbergen, who won <laughs> the first ever uh, street race at Chicago. Brilliant performance. Uh, but just I believe he's a full time cup cup driver in 2024 exactly right so he's going to be running him yeah Uh, but of course he's also been running the 99 of uh uh, daniel suarez mexican flans will know that and uh, ross chastain so he's he's successful already in nascar in a very short 
uh, period of time. He's a good racing driver himself. He still races in Trans Am and wins, were it not for the fact that he was running off to Spain to start his MotoGP uh, career. What business was he in before? What did his money He was an from? entrepreneur. Yeah. Uh, far, I, I, th- I don't know, Adam. Do you know? But he, he's been around. He's been around racing for yeah, a long time. So, he started off with sports cars, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and um, but yeah, they're, uh, they've got uh, a very, they got a good family business and, um, yeah, he was, uh, he was raised in, in, in a, in a great, great upbringing in that home. And, um, but yeah, it was, um, I don't know exactly what their yeah. business was. I know that, that they're, uh, I, I, I want to say it has something to do with maybe Coca-Cola, but I, I'm not a hundred percent on that. Yeah. And, and I would, I would hate to put my, my foot in my mouth, but, um, but yeah, Bo- bottom he, line, he he's is, a successful uh, businessman. He, and yeah, and if it keeps going, deal. you yeah. know, he's, he's, he's not, he's not just some, you know, uh, he's not someone that just you know showed up overnight. You know, like like Jonathan yeah. said, he's been around a long time. Sports cars since the early 2000s. He's always been been racing. Uh, really special talent. Like I, I'd say all the time. You know, he's he's got enough talent to to be behind the wheel of his cup cars. And most people that are starting an operation like that at his age would have almost been starting that for themselves to go run that and and to drive it and to do that. And 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 he could have done that, but that's not what his ego is like. He knows what he wants to do and, and he knows what he wants to do to grow the sport. And, and, uh, and it's all about the sport. And, um, I think that's the way I read him and like that, that that's why I got so much respect for the man. Yeah. And, but don't you, I mean, we've been talking about Andretti global, but there's, there's a synergy here too. I mean, the significance of this story of a major American NASCAR player coming into MotoGP and not just sort of, I'll start in Moto3 and come through. Um, this is the big time. And he is taking on Marquez and the boys. Uh, we've already mentioned it's Aprilia. I mean, this is this is something really American fans could get behind. And the possibility of Andretti Global and Trackhouse, uh, uh, you know, well, racing against the world is really good for American motorsport. And uh, is there any commitment like... Uh, Mario has said about with an American driver about about right American no, they, riders. No, they they don't. They haven't gone that that route. And there is one American. Rider. I I do think you know. I I think I think honestly, I think Joe Roberts is still yeah. on Aprilia's radar screen. Joe yeah. started to come to come to terms at a Tal Trans at the end of this season, um, and now he's back with next year. He's back with American, American Motorsports, Rosemont, where he yeah. had his yeah, where he had his most success, and actually they've been running quite well with with uh, Manuel Gonzalez. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, when you when you mentioned Mark Marquez, I know that what, everyone's so excited about him on a Ducati. Me too. But I got to be honest with you, I'm excited to see how how HRC develops with <laughs> these new concessions. The new All concessions right. were announced. You heard it first. HRC and Yamaha are going to have unlimited testing. They need with it. Their Grand Prix riders, and they get I think I believe up to twelve engines throughout the year, where everyone else has five. And wow. they get unlimited upgrades, I believe, with Arrow and things like that. See, and I think Formula so, One should look at this. Yeah, it's it's. it's I think so too. And it's going to be That's super exciting yeah. to see HRC and 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 this to me is Valentino Rossi playing these MotoGP politics still to the T. I mean, and at the and I'll end the show with this to give everyone a thought. He got his brother Luca Marini on top of That's this right. Honda at the right time oh, to where perfect. they are just going to develop him as a rider with all this time on track. And we're going to see something super exciting. And I hope Mark Marquez is going to be sitting there uh, cringing at his decision. But I think <laughs> it's going to be an exciting year for us to watch MotoGP for a lot of reasons. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. Hey, not a all. lot of fun. Today. Adam Andretti, thank you very much. And have a good flight and uh, have a good uh, holiday season. And, Stay warm. And, and we'll talk to you soon.
Thank you. Yeah. Merry Christmas and happy new year to everybody. And, and thank you to all the fans out there and thank you to you guys and speed city. Appreciate you all. All right. Well, thanks Adam. And thanks everybody for tuning in and we'll talk to you next Sunday night. Happy trails.